Welcome to a special edition of What's on Your Mind, the show where we talk about keeping our families healthy, resilient, and happy in our increasingly complicated lives. I'm Dr. Gene Bereson. And I'm Dr. Steve Schlossman. In this special two-part series, we here at the Clay Center for Young Healthy Minds are collaborating with the Marjorie E. Corf Parenting at a Challenging Time with a PAC program on the Patriot's Day Project, an educational initiative in response to the one-year anniversary of the Boston Marathon bombing for April of 2014. So joining us here in the studio are members of the PAC team, Drs. Paula Rausch and Cindy Moore. So let's get started. In the second podcast of the series, we're going to explore the importance of community and connections in challenging situations. So when there's a troubling event like the 2013 Boston Marathon bombings and its aftermath, children need the support and caring of tuned-in adults in the community. So look, you know, we often hear about the importance of community, especially the support the community provides during a difficult time. And it, it may seem obvious, this idea that it's important to come together as a community when disaster strikes. But I don't know that we always necessarily stop to think what this really means and why it's important for children and adults. It's a good opportunity to think about what supports a child's resilience in the face of challenges. So we know that parents definitely play a very significant role. But we shouldn't forget that all the caring adults in a child's life are really, really important. And those include teachers and coaches, ministers, neighbors, your child's best friend's parents. All of those people that have these strong relationships with our children and teens, they're the ones who can notice when a child's behavior has changed. It could be a middle school teacher who notices that, you know, a really enthusiastic student in her class who always had his hand up now seems distracted and really is not paying attention. Or it could be that a child who's usually quiet but academically excellent is now not handing in homework assignments, in particular because maybe those homework assignments are about the anniversary of a troubling event. When a child's mood or behavior change, we want those caring adults to be the ones that check in and try to understand, like, what is up. And Paula, doesn't it go both ways? Uh, children are also noticing changes in the way their parents and teachers are behaving, too, as well, aren't they? Absolutely. Uh, the adults who are watching our children are also being watched by our children. The emotion in those adults is being noted and what those adults are doing to cope with a difficult time. They're role models and kids are going to look up to them. They're learning how to really handle these difficult situations from how these really important adults are handling it themselves. And that may be especially true for teenagers who are testing out their independence and at the same time really trying to stay connected to adults that they trust. I think sometimes it's easier for teenagers to be more open to the opinions and guidance of any adult other than a parent. Um, teenagers might feel connected to a popular drama coach or a soccer coach or a really engaging history teacher um, or, you know, a relative, a cool older cousin. Um, and teens are learning from those people and might talk with those people in their community, maybe more easily sometimes than with a parent. So what about the role of friends? What role do friends play in all of this? Well, teens definitely look to their friends for support and can get a lot of support from friends. But they might also be worried about a friend who is struggling. So, you know, asking a teenager um, who among their friends is most affected by the events can be a way to engage in a conversation that feels important to your teenager. As I had said um, before, I actually think a great resource are the parents of your child's best friend because they tend to know your child really well. And they may be hearing things from their own child about about your child or teen. And 
They may also be observing things. And hopefully all these key adults that we're talking about in each child's life are talking with each other or at least communicating about the really important things, especially these kinds of events like these recent events that really affect children in our community. It's a great point. Parents need adult support, too. We've learned that time and time again. We we need each other to process and to get through these scary events. But coming together with the supports as adults uh, takes lots of different forms and happens for all sorts of reasons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes people come together as a distraction, you know, watch a popular TV show together. Just let the kids play in the park so the grown-ups can chat. In those cases, the last thing they want to think about is the troubling events that have been all over the news, and that's not a bad thing. It could be a way to get our lives back to feeling normal again. But, you know, Steve, on the other hand, uh, people may want to come together for just the opposite reason. They may explicitly want to support one another during these events. And and we saw this so strikingly in Boston Strong after the 2013 marathon. We're also seeing it more uh, this year. Once again, uh, there's a huge, huge surge of people That's coming true. coming to Boston to run the marathon or to be present at the at the 2014 run. So whether it's in the sports arena or whether it's in the church or in your own community, it just reminds us that we're not alone. Absolutely. You're talking about different ways that parents look to other adults to cope. And I think it's even more helpful when parents can recognize what their coping strategies are and talk about them with their children. Talk about how coping and figuring out what works for you is such an important life skill. Um, it's really a gift to a child when a parent says, this is what I do. Like, I always feel better after I talk with Jack's mom because she really helps me with perspective on this or... I know that when things upset me, listening to my favorite music is great or baking is my thing or maybe even yoga. Even kids as young as five or six, they can they can join us in identifying what helps them to feel more calm. And certainly teenagers need to be learning this coping skill. That's that's all true. But but here's here's a issue that strikes me. You know, community support is super important. But some people actually may want to draw inwards. They, they might even isolate themselves from others. I, I remember that after the shelter-in-place order was lifted, some folks felt like they actually wanted to stay safe, to actually stay sheltered in place, just to be at home with their children. It's to- I mean, it's totally understandable. And, you know, it's fine for a day or two. And people with parents with different temperaments may need a couple of days to regroup. But when parents recognize that they're really not connecting with others and they're finding it hard to let their children reengage in activities, it's really important for them to talk with their friends or sometimes with professionals because it's so important to reestablish that sense of safety and connection. If parents are struggling to feel safe again themselves, their children will really likely feel it, and that can really add to a child's anxiety. Right. We learned in our survey of parents from the communities on lockdown that the parents who felt most affected by the bombing and lockdown also tended to notice more effects on their children, too. And, you know, I I imagine that there were bound to be differences of opinion, conflicts between parents or between other adults about, you know, what should I do? You know, when I've noticed something going awry, uh, what, what about the conflict? Yeah, well, that's when we have to be mindful about the context, you know, the, the ways that we seek help from others. If you're wired to be a little bit anxious, if that's just the way you are and, and you know this about yourself, it's good to have those friends you can turn to who aren't like that, who can reassure you. Yeah, and they can potentially help, you know, get you out of that state and help you either clear your mind up or maybe even change your approach. I don't know if we want to change minds necessarily. What we're looking for is is perspective. It's easy to lose perspective when things are uncertain or upsetting. Hearing that different points of view from someone you trust and respect, that'll complicate your thinking, and it'll help you to look at your worries from all sorts of different angles. 
and remember, children have their own temperaments too, uh, different ways that they typically approach things. And they may be really similar to a parent's temperament or very different. So gaining perspective and pointers from parents who have children of similar temperaments can be really helpful. So I guess all of this means that getting through tough times with resilience means having a sense of community and identifying key people who can be helpful in the support system and thinking about which people can help us best as parents and and our children. And it's something not, I think, just as we've learned from the first podcast, the lessons learned are that it's this is not just about the marathon. I mean, this is the kind of thing that it's something we don't have to have a crisis to do. We should be looking for our supports now, both in our own lives and in the community. So support isn't something perhaps just in a crisis, but even in good times too. You know, parenting is always complicated and we need the whole village. And maybe at the times when things are going well, those are the times for us to think about what our support systems are, because we have a little more perspective. As Steve was saying, sometimes at the most intense moments, it's hard to have that perspective. That's a good point. Thank you for listening to the special edition of What's on Your Mind. For more information about the Patriots Day project, you can visit the MGH PAC program at mghpac.org or the MGH Clay Center at pathstodream.org, where you can find additional resources uh, that parents can have to support themselves in uh, community-wide challenges.